You're listening to Wander and Roam. Squeakers. Yeah, what's going on, Alder? Do you have any guilty pleasures? Oh, we might need to step away from a young raindrop here. Let me tell you something. Um, I'm not sure if I want to hear this. My biggest guilty pleasure, and I don't mean this lightly, is when you take a piece of the smoked ribs straight off of the barbecue. You get that 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 heat, the sensation of nearly burning your mouth, but the but it just melts in your mouth. That's very good. I didn't want to tell Raindrop that because she's just going to burn herself. The ribs at the derby that were slightly covered in sand. Oh, they were so good. Let me tell you something. The group floats out of Euclid University on Hamish's makeshift candy boat, swirling through the empty, flooded streets until they hit the edge of town. By the time the last wrapper falls apart, the group finds themselves on the edge of a long purple carpet leading to a magnificent candy factory. A group of excited children stand before a giant golden gate, waiting eagerly. Welcome to Wendy Winch's Candy Factory. Um, Raindrop? Yeah? What is that under your foot? Oh, it's some kind of golden piece of paper? A ticket? A golden ticket? Yeah, but I mean, like, what's the ticket for? Oh, Raindrop, you weren't speeding again. Oh, I do have that problem. No, it says... It says we won, guys! What did we win? We won a tour at this candy factory. When is the tour? <gasps> well, it's today! What? Oh, what a coincidence. That's I guess it's because there was the line of people. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh. We're going on a tour of a candy factory! <gasps> We're going on a tour of a candy factory! A slender, tall tree frog walks out one step at a time, slowly, walking towards the gate, being supported by nothing but a cane. Oh man, that cane looks precarious. When suddenly, the frog takes a step, but the cane slips out of their hand. (gasps) Oh no! The frog stumbles for a moment, and then using its frog legs, leaps high into the air, does a flip, and lands right in front of the gate with a big... Ta-da! Whoa! Whoa. Oh, you got got me. Yeah. That was so cool. Something tells me she's going to be a pretty sweet person. Yeah, you should always trust moneyed liars. Always trust industrialists. And in this golden ticket. Come on, guys, let's go. The gang walks up to the front gates, and there's a small chinchilla wearing leaderhosen. Your ticket, please. Oh, oh. I assume you are one of the golden ticket winners. That I am. One for all of us. Wow, that is... uh... Incredible. You are incredibly lucky. Did you know that they only made four of these tickets? Wow. Only four, and we sent them out throughout the entire world. What are the odds? And one of them ended up being eaten by our own Hamish. That's true. Yeah, wow, what a remarkable day. Guess we were meant to be here. Uh, proceed. Thank you. Uh, what is your name? Doesn't matter. Oh, that's sad. Keep walking. Can I ca- going? can I call you Napoleon? Now you can do whatever you want as long as you get in the dang gate. Okay, how about Heathcliff? Goodbye, Heathcliff. Goodbye, Heathcliff. I'm so excited for the tour. I'm going to eat so much candy, I'm going to throw up. Please don't. Did you all ever read that book about 
Charles and his factory. That sounds obscene, Aldern. Why would we read? <laughs> it's an old children's book. Well, sure, keep that sure, to yourself. Sure. <laughs> okay. All I'm saying is I hope there's not like a series of tests for children. Oh, and... come on. We just left university. I don't you want any shameless. tests. That's, what a, what a, she has an impressionable young mind. You're filling her brain with all kinds of ideas of tests and okay, whatnot. Okay, okay. I'm the only one who's read the book. Continue. <laughs> Walking up to the front doors of the factory, there seems to be a small group of people waiting for our gang to arrive. At the head, of course, is the tree frog who introduces herself. Welcome, 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 children. I'm so glad you can make it here today. And everyone has turned in their golden tickets, yes? Yeah, yeah, I turned in my golden ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave mine to the chinchilla out front. They also took my ticket. And did you guys happen to sign your waivers? Yep, waivers signed. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Let me get the candy. Oh, did we need to sign a waiver, guys? We consent, uh, whatever this is. Uh, yeah, we do. We're Yeah, we're I volunteered the duck as a volunteer. Perfect. Well, are you guys ready for the tour? Yeah, do the tour. <laughs> Show us the candy. Give me the candy, frog. Do the tour. Patience, patience, all in good time. We have to have a little build up. <laughs> As the group moves into the factory, the first room is a very boring office setting. There's a lot of cubicles and people making phone calls. This is just the administrative room. The real fun is in the back, but if you guys could take off your shoes and put on these slippers. Thank you for calling Wendy Winch's Chocolate Factory. This is Jacob. How can I help you? We, We smile. We smile. Thank you for calling Wendy Winch's Chocolate Factory. This is Jacob. How can I help you? Perfect. I keep in the slippers. You are allowed to keep the slippers. We just like a level of cleanliness as we continue our tour. Wow. Man, this place got everything. The tiny monkey, Zane, leaps over to one of the computers and with his grubby fingers begins clacking on it and says, Wow, you really bought the best computers here. Only the finest for my factory. Uh, Please don't touch, though. Why not? Well, it's a very delicate system, and... As she says that, the computer begins smoking. Oh, oh uh, it was like that when I got here. Oh, dear. She will put her fingers in her lips and give a small whistle. A troop of black and white striped pygmy moles files out in a single file line. They bend and unbend their elbows in a sort of a dance walk. As some of them start to hum, mm, ha, mm, ha, mm. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes, these are the plink plinks. <laughs> I uh, told you you can call me Roger. Ah, uh, yes, Roger plink plink. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, what is it, Wendy? If we could just wrap this up and um, deal with the situation, I have a tour mm, to lead. Ha, ha, mm, ha. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll fix the smoking computer. Plink-a-dink-a-dink-a-dee-dooter. We're gonna fix the smoking computer. That was beautiful, Chad. Beautiful. Away we go! Next room! Every time there's a tour, 
I never thought that there would be a call center within the factory. I thought it would be more whimsical, more chocolate waterfalls. Aldern, are you telling me that you are just not enthralled by the idea of inside sales for a candy company? Um, no. I too would like more chocolate. I've also been to a workplace. Hmm, seems dreary. Why did we want a tour of this place? In the book, there were all kinds of marvelous things, um, like bubble gum that oh made you fly. <gasps> oh. I'm hoping that there's something similar behind that door. Floating bubblegum, floating bubblegum. Wendy walks towards the front of the group and looks towards the door. She claps her hands, and the doors open on their own, revealing... A sprawling warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. Oh, this is really disappointing. Squeakers raises his hand. Uh, excuse me, uh, Miss Winch? Uh, yes, little mouse. Yes, I, I got a question. Are these boxes full of chocolate? Well, some of them, yes. We do ship over in the next wing. Oh, so this is like an overflow area for product? Yes, but it gets more exciting later on. Uh, okay. The monkey, Zane, has ran to a nearby box and has ripped it open and is pulling chocolate bars out from the inside of the box. Oh, oh no, sir. Please don't do that. And he turns to Wendy with teeth full of chocolate and says, why not? We came here for the chocolate. Oh dear. I mean, there is a complimentary chocolate bar for you later at the end of the tour, but... One chocolate bar? Well, it's a really good chocolate bar. The gecko Gordon walks up and says, Hey, lady, I got a question for you. Yes? Can we eat the chocolate now? No, we have to get through... Why the... do we have to go... Why, why can't we eat the chocolate now? Well, I have this itinerary What's here. an itinerary? It's a list of things I wanted to show you before we eat chocolate. Why, why do we have to see things before we eat chocolate? Well, it is a tour, What's so... a tour? Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, well, maybe we'll just move this along to the next room. Um... Small child, if we could stop eating the chocolate. Uh, coming. Wonderful. But first, oh, Pinkadinks! <sighs> One black and white striped pygmy mole walks in from the other room. Hey, hey, Wendy? Uh, yes? I just want, you know, everyone's pretty busy with the computer thing. You know, there's like five or six of us. Oh, that's true. I meant to hire more Plinkadinks. What do you need? But... What do you need me to do? Oh, like just... I'm here. Oh, we just need to retape up this box and pry the chocolate from that child's mouth. You want me to take the chocolate out of a child's mouth? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is theft. <laughs> Wendy. Yes. You can consider this my two weeks. Oh, that's a shame, but I understand. Plinka, dinka, dinkity, dooinks. I just went ahead and put in my dooinks. This does not seem like a very whimsical workplace. It kind of seems like any other factory. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling I want more candy. I thought this was a candy factory. Yeah, I'm bored. The factory giving out a show tour like this. You know, they probably have something really significant saved up for the end. Wendy? Yes? Do you have any, like, fantastic and wonderful surprises in store? I surely do. <gasps> oh, boy. Is it a scary tunnel? Oh, how were you able to guess that? I was just hoping. 
Oh, well, that's actually in our next room. Here we go. <laughs> Yay, tunnel. <laughs> the gang walks through another set of double doors towards a tunnel that just has a single light at the very end, but is very clearly walkable. The dark and spooky tunnel to the break room. <laughs> well, this is not what I had in mind, but literally it does fulfill what I was asking. Excellent. Forward. Yeah, it's kind of a monkey's paw wish, this one. The monkey reaches out and grabs Squeaker's hand and says, A what's paw? Oh, no, no. He's so sticky. Oh, the, I, I don't think it was the chocolate. I think that he just, this is his natural state. I think that I could stick to the wall like some kind of a spider after he held my hand. I'm not a spider monkey. I'm a capuchin monkey. I don't... You're just so sticky. They get deeper and deeper into the tunnel and their voices start to echo back on them. And Ruby Radio's eyes light up as she looks up and she yells, My voice! My voice! My voice! Neat. Neat. The gang makes it to the other side of the hallway towards the break room. Now, this is pretty exciting, but this is where our employees take a break. Oh, I hate when she comes in here during breaks. Smile, guys, smile. Oh, I hate when she comes in here during breaks. Thank you. Hello, Wendy. (laughs) Hello, Miss Winch. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Always good to see you in the break room. You too. Come along, kids. (sighs) I thought that the union said she wasn't allowed in here. What are you going to (laughs) do? Walking through the opposite side of the break room leads into an incredible place. There's neon lights flashing up on the ceiling. There are bubbles of iridescent color floating around, pops and whizzes. There are several animal folk wearing lab coats walking around with various trays of beakers that are foaming and overflowing with smoke of different colors. Oh, if only I could find somebody to test these new candies for me. I do declare that it is quite unlikely that we will find anyone today. Come along, kids. This is our research and development team, but I don't think you'd be interested in any of this. It's quite boring. Onward to HR. I want to taste the candy. Is this the door? Uh, yes, but not this room specifically. We just don't have time for everything on my itinerary. As the group leaves the area, one of the men in lab coats begins floating because of the thing that he took. Oh, no! Oh, that's what I was expecting to see. More of that. Guys, what if we just sneak in there? Oh, we leave this door behind. The tour. I think we should just leave the door. She, she won't notice. She seems pretty focused on her itinerary. Um, we're, we're coming, Wendy. Come along, come along. She will continue to lead the group of kids further down the hallway and into the next room. Hamish, do you have that bike lock you always carry with you? Well, you don't say. He's right here. Lock the door. We're exploring the R&D department. Yes! (laughs) Now don't wander off. Wander in Rome will be right back. Hey friends, Addison here. The 15th annual Grassroots Shakespeare Company Summer Tour is launching in late May. These tours are where Soren, Gary, Steve and I met, and Wander in Rome would quite literally not exist without them. They'll be bringing Twelfth Night, Hamlet, and The Tempest to parks throughout Utah through late June. 
if you've somehow not seen a grassroots show before. These crowd-pleasing, accessible performances are not to be missed. Grab some snacks, roll out a blanket on a warm summer's night, and see these spectacular, raucous productions with music by our very own Gary Argyle. Check out the schedule on Facebook. Say hi to Gary and the cast and let them know Wanderin' Rome sent you. What do we want the people to know, Danny? You're Danny. Who am I? Summer. I'm Summer. We are bisexually lit. This is a podcast about movies and life and everything in between. Two best friends who are loud and queer and love to talk about movies on and off mic. And we'd like to take you along for the ride. Why did we name our podcast Bisexually Lit? Well, like, you know, A, we're bisexual. Extremely. B, we're, we're getting lit. We're giving literary and thematic readings to the movies we love. Yeah. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We drop a new ep- episode every other Monday, bi-weekly, if you will. Oh, I will. Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? Have you ever felt like something was watching you, even when you were alone? Have your dreams ever started bleeding into the reality around you? Starting March 8th, join us bi-weekly as we travel around the contiguous United States sharing strange stories and discovering mysteries hidden within the vastness of America. Listen to Lower 48 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attaching the bike lock to the door, the gang turns and looks at the researchers who are still tinkering with their various experiments. Um, sirs, um, Mr. Scientists. Um, you can just call me Steve. Okay, um, Wendy seems to refer to our employees as Plinkadinkas. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't refer to us as the Plinkadinkas. She um, calls me a Plinkadinka. <laughs> well, she's not supposed to. We're going to have to talk to HR about that. Our duckling, and in fact all of us, would be honored to taste those candies for you. Yes, we, we volunteered to be test subjects, and Wendy totally said it was okay, so... We've even signed waivers. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you have a waiver, don't you? Well, why don't you uh, come with me, then? Yes. And a tall stork wearing a lab coat ushers the group towards a desk. This desk has Bunsen burners and a lot of tinctures and whimsical devices. <laughs> now... Uh, watch this. Lighting one of the burners, some green liquid that's in a beaker begins bubbling. It turns blue, and the blue smoke floats up. It goes through some loop-de-loops and turns red. It comes back down and around and turns back to green and then to blue and then to yellow until it comes down to a spigot that is then turned and a single drop of rainbow liquid <gasps> drops onto a plate with a tink 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 tink. Oh. What does that do? I don't know. Raindrop grabs it and shoves it into her mouth. Oh, it's fruity and sour and sweet and whoa. That's delicious, guys. It's candy. Of course it's going to be delicious. Mm. Are there any strange side effects, Raindrop? I feel... Yes. I feel yes. a 
sugar rush, and her eyes dilate to the size of dinner plates. <laughs> Would you consider this a success, or were you looking for something more fantastic? We were just seeing if we could make a rainbow candy. Is my tongue a different color, guys? It's several different colors, <gasps> yeah. Excellent. It seems like you were very successful. Perfect. One of the coolest parts of this candy is the fact that it has seven times the amount of sugar in a single drop than an entire bag of candy. Oh no! Guys! Guys, I can see colors! And I can hear colors! On the bright side of the situation, at least it wasn't one of the ones of us who have teeth. Is everything in this room edible? No! I gotta try! It's like bites a table egg! I think you might need to tone down the amount of sugar! To be fair, I uh, wasn't expecting her to eat that, but... Let me tell you, in terms of scientific endeavor, that's probably the best you're ever going to get. She volunteered. She ate it of her own volition. Raindrop, please don't eat that beaker. <gasps> Raindrop will grab another beaker that's red smoke, and she will dump it down her throat. Oh, it was made of candy glass. The stork walks over to Raindrop with a clipboard and begins writing things down. <laughs> fascinating, fascinating. Raindrop is shaking so much from the sugar that she actually seems to float off the ground a few inches. Now, this is an optical illusion. <laughs> she's actually just vibrating so quickly it looks like she's floating. Sugar, 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 sugar. Hey, what if we gave her another one? <gasps> now, that would be a very fascinating experiment, wouldn't it? That seems ill-advised. She seems as if she has had plenty of sugar. All right, all right. Thank you, Aldern. What if we gave her two other ones? No. <laughs> Squeakers walks over. His hand is still sticky from when Zane <laughs> grabbed it. And he puts it down on the table and realizes, uh, guys, guys, um, that monkey made me so sticky I can't move. Oh, no. Mr. Scientist, what was your name again? Oh, my name is Ringo. Scientist Ringo, um, Plinkadinka Ringo. Do, um. do, do not, do not say that in front of me. We are not Plinkadinkas. Okay, um, Scientist Ringo, do you have some kind of solvent, like a very strong universal solvent? Oh, uh, in fact, uh, we did. Then your friend drank it. Don't wait worry, I'll just eat through the table. Wait a minute, wait a minute. A universal solvent? You're saying you gave this duck acid? No, in fact, the universal solvent is not acid. In fact, what she drank was hydrogen dioxide. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, is there any cure? Yes, um, you know, most bodies have the ability to process this chemical. Oh, so she'll be okay? Quite. In fact, the common name for it was water. Oh, <laughs> scientists. Do you have any more water, then, to wash his hand off the table? Of course. There's a sink just over there. Are you telling this man who is stuck to go to the sink? No, Hamish, we'll go get some water and bring it to him. Guys, there's a chocolate fountain! And Raindrop is oh, at the no. sink turning the water on. Okay, okay. You take care of Raindrop, Hamish. I'm going to get some water for Squeakers. All this right. looks so good. I could probably drink all of it and be okay. Yo, I'm sure you could. Want to see how much I can drink? I, I really do. I'm going to do it. I would like to see that, but Hamish grabs Raindrop and pops her into the air with a popping noise. 
there you go. And then he turns around and just takes her to a quiet spot in the corner of the room and just holds her. <laughs> Raindrop is vibrating violently. Aldern has filled up a beaker full of water and carries it back over to Squeakers. Okay, now try to pull your hand away there and I'm going to pour some water and we'll see if we can pry you loose. With great effort, Squeakers begins to lift his hand up and as he does so aldern sees all of the sinews of the stickiness connected to the table as soon as we have you free you need to go wash your hands immediately that was the first thing on my mind before i realized that this monkey's mucus created such a strong binding agent hey guys you might want to hurry this up hamish looks with wild eyes as his arms wrench this way and that, the, the vibrating raindrop starts to give off light of different colors and the landscape swirls around her. Now those are what I call unintended side effects. <laughs> We're coming. Aldrin will grip Squeaker's arm and pry it upwards from the table. Pouring the water on makes Squeaker's hand fly up with a snap. Oh. I'm going to go over to the sink right now. This was truly a disgusting moment, and I would appreciate it if nobody ever brought that up ever again. I can assure you that we will not bring it up in future episodes. Squeakers! Aldern! And over in the corner, you can see uh, Ham- you can see Hamish barely containing this duck he's holding, and in fact, a few plinkadinkas fly through the air and disappear inside of her. Ah! <laughs> Squeakers very calmly washes his hands until he is satisfied with their cleanliness. He calmly walks over to Hamish and puts his hand on Raindrop. I don't feel so good. You can tell Hamish is screaming to you for help, but his words come out backwards and you cannot understand. (laughs) Squeakers grabs the rest of the beaker filled with water and says... You're going to be mighty dehydrated. Here, let's get you some more water. Sugar. <laughs> and begins pouring water down her throat. Go, 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 go. <sighs> Just take a deep breath. Squeakers turns to some of the scientists and says, Is your insurance good enough to cover uh, being sucked into oblivion? No, we don't have insurance. Oh, I'm sorry, then, for that uh-huh. blinkadinkus. We thought it would be, like, a fun and whimsical job here. I'm an independent contractor. I've been here for two years. Not one race. (laughs) (laughs) Since the recession five years ago, my wage hasn't gone up, so I'm doing the same amount of work that I did before, but for less effective money at the end of the day. It's really not a good situation. Raindrop starts to calm down off the sugar rush, and she will give one final burp. A rainbow flies out of her mouth, and Skittles shower down on the ground. Riding on the rainbow are four Plinkadinkas. Oh, excuse me. Suddenly the door shoots open and in a cloud of billowing smoke, Wendy Winch enters the room. My, 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 guys, what are we doing here in this locked room that I told you not to go in? Behind her, a select handful of Plinkadinkas with swords start pressing into the room. Well, 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 it seems... Unfortunately, you guys are the last group remaining. Whoa, slow down there. What do you mean the last group remaining? Unfortunately, one got sucked into a chocolate fountain. The other got, well, 
transmitted via radio waves. And the third, well, she's on her way to the hospital right now. Don't worry, minor sugar rush. Do they treat that in hospitals? I sure hope they do. One of the scientists leads to Hamish and says, Oh, that's actually a code word for she hit her head. Do you have to use that code a lot here? Oh, every single day of my life. This factory is a hazard. Where is OSHA? Contractually speaking, now I have to give this up to the lone survivor. So congratulations, guys. You went a factory. Raindrop, you own a factory. <gasps> Raindrop, the industrialist. I you need this. to pay these men and then close down this operation. The moral thing to do would be to make sure that all of these people are compensated mm -hmm. and then we can all eat the chocolate that's in the boxes. <gasps> Smart. Or you could idea. turn the factory over to the workers. I would like more chocolate. Maybe we can negotiate a deal out of this. Whatever, do what you want to do. I'm out. Come on, Plinkalinks. A dink a wink, whatever I called you. We, uh, Wendy, we, no. we are contractors. We, Wendy, you know that we're contracted to the company. We're not contracted to you personally. Go suck an egg, Wendy. We're not like your personal assistants, Wendy. Fine, fine, I'm out. So we're not getting our next paycheck, right? Yeah, I wouldn't count on it. No, that's up to Raindrop. I sure everyone's getting paid. Raises all around. Hooray! <laughs> a single striped pygmy mole walks into the room, hiding a dripping mop behind his back as he leans over to Wendy and says, "Uh, Wendy, uh, we're all done with the radio kid." <laughs> <laughs> Next week on Wander and Rome. Leaving the chocolate factory in the capable hands of the Plinkadinkas, our heroes continue onward into the city. The flooded city is still bustling as the citizens are adjusting to their new reality. As the group takes to the streets, their boat is caught in a strong current, pulling them into a dark cavern buried in the depths of the city. Welcome to the abandoned subway. Music for Wander and Rome is written and performed by Gary Argyle. Wander and Rome is produced by Winterhawk Podcasts and Gary Argyle. For more great shows, visit winterhawkpodcasting.com. <laughs>